service to aisle three, please. Service to aisle three. Children, I am your father. We all have a Disney side. And the best place to show it is Disney Parks. So come to the place where the entire family can laugh, let loose, and play together. Disney Parks. Come on, show your Disney side. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys of the past, present, and future. My name is Jason, and this is episode 26. Joining us tonight from IGrewUpStarWars.com, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, Jason. How are you? I'm doing well. Sweet. I, as well, am doing well, as We're well. well. We're all well. Everyone's well. Everyone's well. No one's sick. Not yet. Not yet. Also joining us from JediBusiness.com, Chris B. Hello, Chris. Hey, what's going on? From Bendham to the Black Series, Vintage to Modern, our good friend Ryan is on special assignment tonight. He's uh, down at Disneyland, uh, scoping it out for us, and... Uh, I'm sure on the next show he'll get back with us on what's going on down there. I could take this opportunity to rip him a new one, but uh, mm-hmm. that that would be too easy. So you're off the hook, Mr. Bizey. Hopefully Ryan's listening. He, I don't know if he listens to this show or not. <laughs> I think that's a good that's a good question. Do you listen to your own show, Jason? Uh, sometimes. Chris, do you listen to it? <laughs> I try to do it once, but I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm behind. Yeah. Uh, I haven't listened to the last episode. First, you, li- you listened to it once, and you went, oh, this is a horrible show. Yeah, Forget it. Yeah, it's like, uh, hey, I need to switch back to Star Wars action news. <laughs> right. There's not much time, you know? It's tough to make <laughs> yeah. up. So. I love Arnie and Marjorie. I do, too. And I do recommend the show. You know, their last their last show, they had a really good review of the uh, the new Black Series figures. I threw that out there on, my, uh, on the I Grew Up Star Wars Facebook page, and uh, I'm getting all kinds of, of, of good... Um, ideas, so I, I have yet to like them and subscribe, but I'm going to have to here pretty soon. Right. Okay. Also, a uh, special guest tonight from Forlomkiss.com. It's returning champion, the the Steve Martin of Galaxy of Toys podcast, Jake. Hey, Jake. Hi, guys. How are we doing? We're doing well, if you didn't hear from earlier. Yes, we're all doing well. Excellent. You know what I'm sick of? Not hearing about episode seven, but yeah, that's, that's how I'm sick. But we got some news. I think we what? Did. Okay, we did. What did we get? Yeah, they uh, Alan Horn, guy in charge of uh, Disney, mm-hmm. one of the bigwigs, mm-hmm. said that they have already begun filming. They've already begun filming, and most of the casting is complete. Awesome. Yeah, that does news that, came out today. Does that include Peter Mayhew? Oh, Peter Mayhew. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Billy D. Williams canceled on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, last week, he just said he was having some chronic back issues and couldn't go on. But I actually think he had to leave for episode seven. What do you think? He's old. <laughs> he probably had back pain. No. <laughs> That's 70. what I'm thinking. He's I mean, no, nothing, nothing against Billy Williams, but but don't you think it's kind of kind of kind of strange that he just canceled? Like he just said, I can't do the show anymore. 
right about the time episode seven's about to start filming. Well, how how much longer was he going to make it? Really, I mean, <laughs> he was going all the way. He already he already beat out two other contestants. Those are pity votes. They weren't pity exactly. votes. <laughs> they were votes for Star Wars. Anyway, I am I am the biggest Billy D. Williams fan. I'm and just did I'm you vote gonna, for him? I don't watch TV, so I don't care. The biggest fan, but didn't vote for him. That's fine. I think Billy D is going to be at some convention in a few weeks, somewhere in Salt Lake City. So I, I'm not sure if he's really that busy. You know, <laughs> what like about filming wise? All right, all right. But Peter Mayhew canceled the convention uh, for May. Can't remember the name of the the convention he's going to go to, and you know, I think a lot of people are speculating that was because of Episode Seven. Let's just forget about all that, Jason. Don't we have another special guest that you'd like to introduce? We do. Glad you glad you remembered. <laughs> we also have uh, on the call Mike McDonald. He has a blog called Looking Away to the Horizon. Hello, Mike. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It's going pretty hey, Mike. good. Hey. Welcome. Very cool to be able to talk back to you guys after listening for so long. <laughs> Judging Great. judging from your uh, your accent there, Mike, I'd say you uh, like uh, wearing toques and eating donuts. Good day, eh? I thought so. <laughs> Boom. Bell River, Ontario. Right across Good from stuff. Detroit. Yep. I love it. And we'll put a link to uh, your blog on our Facebook page and in the show notes. But um, people can also, you said, find you on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Mike Tarkin. Mike Tarkin. That's pretty on simple. Twitter. All right. Yeah, I, I, that's the easiest way to find my blog is from that. Okay, okay. So, And while you're on Twitter, you can also follow us, uh, Galaxy of Toys. All right. And you can also follow me, Tom Burgess, at uh, Twitter. No. <laughs> okay. Jedi Business, too. You're on Twitter, right, Chris? I am. I'm not very Chris active on, on it, though, but I am, yeah. Oh. Chris, you're Yeah, good. I don't know about Twitter. I've, I haven't gotten into that. I like Twitter. Yeah. It's yeah. good for short attention spans. Yeah, just I don't just don't have anything to to post, and what I would post is just redundant stuff from Facebook anyway. So I gotta upgrade my cell phone. I'm still rocking a iPhone four, and it's just not keeping up with everything that's going on anymore. So I'm hoping for the six come out soon, and I'll pick that one up. Or maybe I'll switch to the Galaxy. I don't know. But... Oh, what? No, what are you doing? No, just <laughs> stick with an iPhone for crying out loud. Mm. I got an i Galaxy uh, ones. Those are pretty sweet. Well, I mean, you know, the new ones probably the new iPhones probably going to be a, a lot like that. I would think so. They can't. Yes. They can't. They can't keep their uh, their usual uh, normal uh, parameters and and you know stay in competition for too much longer. I don't think they've right. got to get bigger or do something different sometime soon. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So let's start the show proper. No, we already did that. Uh, what should we do? Let's talk about uh, Star Wars toys. So we'll start out tonight. What Star Wars items have you bought lately? And are there any good stores to check for new Star Wars toys? Tom, as usual, I'll start with you. Have you picked up anything lately? Yes, I picked up a, what is it? Destroy Death Star game from 1977 or 78. Wow. Thing is, is pristine not the you know i uh, definitely not going to play it but the graphics on the uh, the box are are beautiful and i'm going to display it one of these days in the staircase so that sounds pretty cool yeah but you're not going to play it 
No, it's 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 pretty minty, so I don't definitely don't want to you know you muck get, it muck it up. But I, uh, you know, we're still we've been talking about uh, doing a, a Star Wars game night. We I definitely we still have to do that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. To get a beater version that's not so pristine. Definitely, definitely. You can play mine, mine or mine or Tom tried buying mine, but you can. Uh, I got lots of copies of games. We can play. We can play them. Sounds like fun. Right. Yeah, they're uh, they're striking graphics and probably uh, like we spoke before the uh, the gameplay probably sucks, but uh, <laughs> the logo can't can't get past that uh, double racetrack uh, Star Wars Chrome logo. That's mm. so awesome. Love that. That's got the, that's what the X Wing and the Tie Fighter on the on the box. Is that the one? Uh, it has the X Wing and the Tie Fighter. Yeah, there's a couple X Wings in the background also, and then the Death Star and. Uh, on the bottom, there's Luke and Darth Vader, and then you've got the exploding Death Star. So it practically tells you how to play the game right on the box. So where did you pick this up at? Uh, Final Frontier. Is that, is a, that a store? Or, or yeah, yeah, it's an online. Think? It's an online store. Oh, cool. Probably cost more than it should have, but uh, the. Uh, I mean, this 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 box is just right right off the shelf. It is it is pristine. So. You know, one thing I noticed about vintage stuff is like when you look at eBay auctions these days, a lot of times I read now, um, item is in great condition considering it's 30 years old. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. what does that mean? You know. Yeah, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to plug these guys, but I do have to say that uh, Final Frontier they they're uh, they've got some really really nice stuff. So happy with my purchases up to uh, up to this point. So yeah, cool. What about what about the eBay description? Item is complete, as far as I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good one. All right. Uh, Chris, have you picked up anything lately? Um, I picked up a bunch of stuff, yeah. Um, it's been a while that we talked about that. It has been. So, um, I picked up the uh, the Black Series, the Wave 3, of the mm-hmm. 6-inch figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up the uh, the X-Wing Fighter from Toys R Us, the, the vintage collection one. Um, I haven't had the chance to take it out of the box yet, but picked it up, and uh, I picked up a... Uh, Minty Mint's Dagobah playset, a vintage one um, at a local toy show. And Is that that one in Renton, by any chance? No, that was up at Lake City. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Got really lucky on that nice. one. So it's kind of weird because I, I've i seen this guy there before, like several times over the years. And this toy show is only like twice a year or something like that, right? Three times. Yeah. Oh, three times. Um, and I think I asked him once before what he wanted for it, and I, I think to remember he said like $100 or something, and so I passed on it. And then when I was there last time, I asked him again, he said uh, 25 bucks, and I got him down to 20 So uh, I was shocked. <laughs> so I picked it up, and it's Minty Mint, which is cool. And, of course, the, the foam is gone. But other than that, it's uh, a really good condition. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I picked up the... Uh, the Sand Trooper from the Movie Heroes line, which has the light-up feature, the light-up blaster. Oh, I want to get that. Yeah. Well, where did you find that? I got it off of eBay. Does it yeah. break your piggy bank? No, not really. Just mm-hmm. got to be a little bit patient, you know. Yeah. Watch it for a few months or so, and, you know. Um, I think I paid a little over 20 bucks for it, so it's not too bad, I don't think. Yeah, I'd do I mean, that. Considering if you pay, I mean, if, if, they would have, if they would have released it here in the States, you would have paid 10 bucks anyways, right? Or something like. Oh that. yeah, yeah. I I, I want to get one of those. I need to start looking for one. A little disappointing. You can't change the batteries, but other than that, it's cool. 
Um, and I picked up, uh, you guys remember the carry cases from the original trilogy collection, the Kmart exclusives, the, the Vader and the 3PO? Yes. Huh? Yes. Yeah. So I picked those up. And I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, Bunch is, of swag from ECCC. Is but. the Vader case like similar to the vintage, the vintage one, right? It's the same mold. Yes, yes. I think it is. I haven't received them yet. I just oh, okay. just bought them, so they're I, on the way. I'm really curious if there's any differences between the two. If you're able to tell which is which, like are their date stamps different or anything? Okay, I've always kind of wondered about that. I have them downstairs. I'll take a look later on. I can shoot you some pictures. All right. Crazy dungeoneers, Jake. Thought you were gonna. Hey. Thought you were gonna hit me over the head. I told you it's not a displayed collection. It's an archive. It's a laboratory. <laughs> that yeah, that's a great uh, description. Is that is that it for you, Chris? Uh yeah, I think yeah, right. that's I All think right. okay. Jake, uh, pick up anything new lately? Yeah, a handful of things. Um, you know, unfortunately, nothing in like the big box stores because it's kind of drying up a little bit which it typically does after christmas so we don't have a lot of you know there's not a lot of new stuff hitting the store shelves uh the stuff Mm -hmm. that is hitting i can't find um the second wave of the mini you know saga legends vehicles like the little slave ones and the little you know jedi starfighters just not showing up locally so Mm -hmm. be patient for that and then also uh i know it's hit overseas but i've yet to hear uh see the repaint of the clone trooper uh the 41st you know it's supposed to have the gray highlights that are corrected uh-huh the black suits but yeah so i haven't seen that in stores yet either but that's what i'm hunting for um so pretty much all the purchases have come from other places like you know antique shows and the comic-con and stuff so i picked up a uh decent version of the that old, old uh, Steve Sansweet did a uh, Tomart price guide for all Star Wars yeah. back in, like, 94. I got oh, it. yeah, that's a good it's book. A really good book. Yeah, you know, I still love it. You know, 15 bucks, I thought it was a pretty decent deal. Yeah, it's a good deal. Um, I picked up the corrected version of the Wedge carrying case, the Million Falcon carrying case that came with the, you know, the Wedge that had the corrected helmet and it didn't right. have the white, yeah, the white stripes down the sleeves. Yeah. I, his first helmet was like painted like Luke's helmet, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now weren't there, um, I don't know if you guys can confirm this, but I think that there might've been three different figures. Oh, wow. Right? So there's the Luke helmet version and then there was the corrected one, but wasn't there one where the stripes on the jacket were missing? Well, Cause he the, has the, the white the, stripes going down the jacket, right? Well, the corrected one doesn't have stripes. Oh, it doesn't have stripes. Yeah. Um, and is is there one with Wedge's helmet and the stripes on the jacket? Not that I've seen. Okay, I because I saw a picture, but only one. I haven't been able to confirm that there's that there's actually another one. Uh, that, that that this actually is is the case that there are three ones. But okay, well now I'm now I have another mission. Let's see if we <laughs> can find that one. Uh-huh. Um, picked up the San Diego Comic Con exclusive from. Uh, well, not last year. We didn't have one last year, but the year before, the Jar Jar set. So that was exciting to get, finally. The Jar Jar and Carbonite, the chamber. From that That's the big set with all of the, uh, Lost oh, is it mine. the Lost series yeah. card backs? <laughs> that's yeah. cool. What do you think of those cards? Do you like them? 
you know, for a chase set, I guess. But if that was, you know, if that was what was populating the pegs for months on end, yeah, no, that, I don't think that would be as appealing, of course, to the vintage design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not a fan? No, not really. But I think it's a cool set, and it's cool that, you, that you're able to pick it up. Oh, yeah. Not a huge I mean, fan of that design, though. No, and there's so many. How, how many different vintage concept designs were there? There's so many. Yeah, and I think that uh, I've got a couple bunch of loose figures because I want to start doing some light customizing. When I uh, when we were at the Boba Cabana, Gus Lopez's collection a few weeks ago, um, I saw some concepts he had for like a um, Rebel Fleet Trooper that was supposed to be a repaint of the Death Squad Commando Commander. So I thought it'd be fun to pick up a vintage Death Squad Commander and paint him up to look like that concept. That's cool. Yeah. I'd be interested to see. I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. Other than that, uh, the only oh, I have bought one thing in the stores. I forgot the micro fighters from Legos are pretty awesome. You guys picked any of those? You guys? I picked don't. Those I up don't. Yet? I, I got. I, I don't like them. Sorry. You don't like them? Oh, no. I love them. No, I don't like them. I love them because they're different. Because you know. Doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> no, they're like <laughs> they're like those little rides outside of Kmart. Right. Right. I love it. Well, I don't know. It's not my thing. <laughs> Do they abandon the planet, right? The planet idea? I like, yes, these yeah. are the replacement for the planets. All right, well. Did you like the planets? The one that came with Lobot. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't get any other ones, though. Yeah. But, you know, Legos, um, I think Legos are cool, but those little sets just aren't for me. Uh, I think they're fun. I think they're fun. We should do a Lego show sometime. Got a right. lot out there. And Mike. Yeah. Have you picked up anything new lately since we oh. talked to you last, which was never so <laughs> since the beginning of time? Since the last time you talked, yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I grabbed the the Mission Series R two and three PO. Okay. Uh, which I you know I really like it. You know. Yeah, uh, I like those too. PO. Yeah, like the three PO. I used to, my favorite figure was always three PO because you know the whole gold plating thing. But I I really mm-hmm. like how they made this one look. He's a little bit smaller. It it suits the character. You know, mm-hmm. looks less like a tin man. Looks more like you know, looks more like three people, like walking around. The other, uh, the other big deal for me is uh, comic book store in town here. Uh, I've picked up a a, a ton of uh, uh, loose Kenner figures that are as close to brand new as I think you could ever get. Um, it's really weird. I went in. I go to this place <laughs> maybe twice a year. I walked in. Uh, they've got, you know, half a dozen Rubbermaid bins under the, the comic book rack filled with, you know, mostly Burger King toys and McDonald's toys. And there was, I think I ended up, let me see, probably 20 in total. Just awesome Kenner vintage figures that I, I most of them I never had when I was a kid. I got a, uh, a, a seriously, as mint as you could get, uh, Luke figure. Uh, and I finally have a lightsaber for my Luke for the first time since like 1978. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, not a toy, but uh, uh, doing some cross-border shopping in uh, Detroit, and I picked up the uh, the frames, uh, the Star Wars frames book set. Which oh is, yeah, it's only on for fifty bucks now at Barnes and Noble. That's, wow. pretty, that's pretty good, seeing it was. <laughs> well, the original set went for like four grand or something, right? Ten grand. Is that, was that Mike? 10? Is that uh, Mike? Is that fifty bucks uh, Canadian or uh, U.S. dollars? U.S. U.S. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, sixty something by the time I got it back across the border. Once more, what's more value now? Is the Canadian dollar uh, more than the? 
Then the, the American long- dollar, the uh, the uh, U.S. dollar. For the longest time, it was uh, they were neck and neck. And yeah. Then just last year or so, it's actually ours has gone back down enough where it's actually you really want to think twice <laughs> before you buy something in the states. <laughs> um, just because you know you order if you order something off of eBay where it was almost at par a year ago, uh, it's costing you you know ten percent more or whatever. But uh, this book set for fifty bucks. I think the regular retail is what one hundred and fifty. It so, was fifty. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome, man. The, the introductions. The uh, oh, John uh, Rizzler did an introduction. Uh, I can't think who did the other one, but uh, really awesome books for fifty bucks. They're they're just they're so cool. Fifty bucks is a good so, price. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. I picked it up for the same price, but there's a couple of things I actually didn't like about the book. And one thing is, I noticed that they used the uh, the DVD release from 2004 for some of the images. So you get, you know, Luke in A&H with the green lightsaber, stuff like that. I'm like, ah, not feeling <laughs> oh, that. Okay, kind of stuff, yeah. But, um, I've actually, I've hardly, I've hardly dug into the pictures themselves, but um, yeah, no, it's a cool book. I mean, it's a big, huge coffee table book. So now, explain the book to me again. It's George Lucas hand selected. Images from the films that he wanted to show in large format. Is that right? Or is there yeah. a written component, too? No, I think you, you pretty much nail it. But when you go through the book, you, you kind of you asking yourself the question, like, why would he choose this? Yeah. You know, right. and some some of the pictures are really blurry. Right. And I'm not sure if, if they were that blurry in the really expensive version. But, you would you know, because there are no there are no explanations as to why he would choose this particular frame. And so, you know, you can just guess why you would pick that, but, mm-hmm. um, but it's still cool to go it's through. A, it's a conversation starter. Why do you think he picked this photo? And then right. everyone can give their opinion. Right. Like it's Tom. A... <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you can get this book. I think there's two books, right? There's one for the prequels and one for, right. one for the original trilogy. So. Ooh, there's one for the prequels? Ah, oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, the case that it came is the only thing I, I don't like about it. Um, you got these beautiful you know black bound books and then the case it comes in is this gray really cheap looking design and i, I put the case in a closet and i just got the books out on display on my bookshelf but i uh, you know the cool thing is you, you open the book up uh stand it up with the two pages opened up it's a good way to uh, take pictures of your figures it's a good background Ooh, so that's a great idea yeah about yeah, that. yeah that's I, worth uh, 50 bucks i'm, I'm not sure if it's, if it's worth 150 but 50 bucks it's a no-brainer Sure. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I have no brain because I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm buying it and then uh, photocopying the pages and selling it for ten bucks. So if you guys are interested in that, that's coming out in a couple months. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the first I grew up uh, Star Wars bootleg. Yeah, right. How's the uh, how's the uh, how are the toy stores stocked up in Canada right now? Are there lots of Star Wars figures to be found, or is it kind of? I, I think it's pretty much the same. Like when I when I uh, I'm in the the Windsor Ontario area, which is directly across from Detroit. I'd say between the both countries, there you find a little bit more uh, in Michigan, but uh, you know where I live, we've got two WalMarts, one Target. Uh, and a Toys R Us. Uh, Toys R Us has stock, but generally what I've seen is it's nothing really, really recent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see online people are picking up, uh, uh, you know, Darth Plagueis and stuff like that. Well, no, we won't see that, I'm sure, maybe till the summer. 
Um, Michigan's a little bit better, at least where I am, you know, Metro Detroit kind of thing. But uh, it come home empty-handed lots of times, <laughs> unfortunately. Now, Mike, when you uh, a couple years ago, uh, you, you collect modern figures, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, you guys had uh, a lot of Canadian vendors were getting those international exclusives. Did you see those, like the end of the, the like the Yoda cards, uh, the green Yoda cards, or the end of the Darth Maul series? The- yeah, yeah. Um, not so much Walmart. I remember Toys R Us had a pretty good. It was funny. I went to uh, Toronto Comic Con last April, and you know, overpaid for a uh, uh, one of those Yoda cards just to have one. And then probably within two weeks of that con, they were in the stores. Pretty decent. Like the Toys R Us had a pretty decent amount of them. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah, we'll we'll exchange numbers next time. There's some international <laughs> exclusives and sure. When you need a Toys R Us exclusive down here, we'll flip flop. <laughs> there you go. Actually, I got the uh, the Bigs X Wing at my Toys R Us. I paid forty bucks for it on uh, I think Boxing Day it was. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a good price. Yeah, that Pretty is a good price. price. Day after Christmas, so. So, what do you guys do with those boxes after you use them? We keep them after we, after we box them around a bit. Right, right. <laughs> what is? Can you explain to me what Boxing Day is? Oh, good grief! Oh boy, I think it's British. That's all I know. All I know is it's uh, it's a day off of work for me. <laughs> oh, okay. You well, go. that's you know that's what it all comes down to, really. So well, interesting. I was in retail back in the day, but it is now. So. Huh. I always wondered what Boxing Day was. I just I have no idea. Boy. We don't have Boxing Day in the states. Right. Right. Well, we yeah. should. Yeah, I honestly. Don't that's know. that sounds great. It's no, really, case. we don't. Yeah. So. I, I'm not even sure why it has a name. It's 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 there's nothing <laughs> extraordinary about it. So it must be some old. You know, British Empire kind of connection, maybe. Could be. Also, something I wanted to touch on was Emerald City Comic Con that uh, took place. What were the dates on that? March, what was it, 29, 30, and 31? Is that right? Something like that? Or maybe, yeah, or 28, 29, 30, I think, maybe. Anyways, anyways. so for the first time that that I know of, at least, there were a couple of panels that focused on Star Wars. One was called Collect All 3,000 Star Wars action figures, and that was hosted by our very own Ryan, Chris, and also Jake. Um, how'd it go, guys? Did you, did you enjoy doing the panel? I'll start with you, Chris. Oh, yeah. I had a great time. It was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Um, it's really surprising to see how many people came out to see the show, uh, the panel. Um, we had, unfortunately, the, the room that we had was fairly small and a lot of people, um, didn't get into the panel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting, um, to see just how much interest there was in Star Wars action figures, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, even after the, sh- after the panel, you know, people come up to you and, and they ask questions about the figures and, you know, uh, it just shows that there's still a lot of love out there for the hobby, you know. And what's also, what was interesting to me is that there are a lot of people, I mean, the thing that we always face is that we, we've been collecting for so long now, but, there, you know, there are people who just are starting out now, you know, and they're really interested in the whole thing. And uh, it's really, really cool to see and, and meet those people. And because and online, you know, we're kind of always hanging out with the same crowd and, right. and within our community. So, um, yeah, it was really cool to see that, that there was just uh, so much interest and, and love for, for the hobby, really. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool because 
I think a lot of times I take for granted, like I just assume people know certain things about the line. Like I just assume people know that Power of the Jedi came out after The Phantom Menace. But, you, you know, with so many new collectors, not not everyone does know like the that kind of history of the modern line and, and the vintage line as well. So right. I, to, uh, go sorry. ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. I, I, watched, I watched the video the other day. Um, it was really good. I, the thing I like about it is, I mean, there's so much, so many lines, you know, so much to know that <laughs> you can't remember. And it was nice to see that go uh, line by line and go, oh, yeah, okay, that's what that was. That was what was significant about that. And yeah, it was, it was even for, you know, I think people that have been doing it for a long time, it, a lot of good information in it. The video is actually a video that I took. I, I brought a video camera in there and I just kind of taped the whole thing. I kept thinking someone might tell me to turn the camera off or try to confiscate the camera, but it seemed to go okay. So, Jake, what were your thoughts on the panel? Oh, it was I was really happy with the amount of people that came out and showed interest in it. You know, I felt bad for all those people that stood in line for it and then had to be turned away just because we uh, were in a smaller room. So hopefully we can do something like that again in the future for uh, the Seattle audience and maybe put a different spin on it so those who didn't get to see it could see it. But, um, yeah, there was it was really fun to put together. Um, you know, it was a little bit of hard work, but uh, we had four great guys working on it. And uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but Gus Lopez uh, did the vintage section, opened up it, uh, talking about all the vintage and, you know, photos from his amazing collection. And then Ryan went and talked uh, about the, the beginning of the modern age. Bendems. Yeah, of course. Got to crowbar in the bendums there, Tom, right? I don't, um, I don't know why he insists on doing that, but uh, it, it, that's, that's exactly what happened. Come on. It was funny, though, when he put a big question mark on how many points of articulation they had. <laughs> it's yeah, unlimited. Yeah, there should have been an infinity sign. Yeah, here's here's one point of articulation. Me bending it in half and throwing it in the trash. <laughs> Boomerang in it. Yeah, and then Chris kind of handled the, uh, I don't know, I guess we'd call it the mid-modern era. And then uh, I tacked on the end with all the most recent lines. So it was fun having each guy put together their own information, their own views on it, and we each created our own slides and then merged them all into one cool. And I thought it turned, I thought the presentation turned out really well. I would even almost like to see, um, Jason, I appreciate you recording that. It'd be cool to put the audio, though, straight over the, um, the PowerPoint so they would be able to see, you know, each frame and hear about it as it goes. Um, but, yeah, no, it was really great. You know, it was really interesting, the demographics of the audience, too. Um, cause when, you know, you think Star Wars toys and for us, we all grew them, grew up with them as kids and that's where our passion started. But when you looked out in that audience, it was definitely people that look like us in our age. I'd say the kid, the kid numbers were way down. So that was, that was really interesting to see who, uh, you know, is out there and still interested. But yeah, we, uh, yeah, it was really fun to put together. And, uh, like I said, uh, I'd like to take the show on the road. Be interesting to do something like that for celebration, kind of like as Ryan has done in the past to see if we can go on to maybe celebration, uh, seven with it, maybe. Well, you know, the interesting thing about the panel was that we had, uh, an hour time and we, we had to rush through the panel, um, cause there are so many figures out now and so many different toy lines that, it's re- it was really difficult to uh, go in depth into into each toy line, you know. Oh yeah, we could probably fill three hours easy. <laughs> yeah, and you could you could just probably do like five hours just of vintage stuff, you know. 
Oh, yeah. We, we definitely let Gus go longer because, of course, that is the stuff that, you know, the modern line is so well reported on. I mean, you could find, you know, millions of uh, sites that devote time, you know, and started up, you know, in the 90s and the early 2000s with websites that tracked when the figures came out. But it seems like I think every single day there's something new I learn about the, the uh, vintage line. Right. So yeah, it's really cool. He he's such a he's done so much research in Glaslite, right? Yes. Oh my gosh, that was insane. Yeah. Did you guys know that Glaslite is actually pronounced Glaslite? I mean, it makes sense for being a. I did know, not know that a Brazilian word, but that was definitely a, a revelation for me. Yeah, same here. I always said glass light. Glass lite. Yep, there's a good example. And uh, the other panel was called, what was your panel called, Tom? <laughs> it was called Touring the Galaxy, Visiting the Star Wars Filming Locations. And who did the panel with you? That was uh, Mr. Gus Lopez as well, and uh, your friend and mine, uh, Ryan Bizey. Who's on special assignment at Disney World right. right now? And uh, of course myself. So that was that was uh, as uh, Gus always says. That one always fills the house. Everybody loves that one. So um, it's funny. I it, since I've gone to Celebration and I've gone to quite a few of them. I uh, I always wanted to uh, do that panel or actually, you know, number one visit the locations, but. Every time I went to that panel, it was just, it was just, it was awesome. It was so fun and so interesting. So to be a part of it this time was was pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, very I cool. It, I, I thought it was amazing. Really. Yeah, it went it went great. I was I was pretty much there just to to riff on Ryan and <laughs> and trip Gus up every once in a while. But it was it was fun. Some of those, you know, you show the the photos that you or someone in the panel took compared to the film shot, and it's just so cool to see how it lines up, and you can see some of this, you know, the exact points of yeah, you know, especially the, peaks uh, of the mountains, and you know, especially in Tunisia and Death Valley and stuff, those mm-hmm. rocks do not change, and they certainly don't change in the 30, 35 years that you know the film was was shot. So when you are standing there, you are in in Star Wars, and right. uh, it is just. It is just amazing. So my plan is to go probably again next year, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe there's a there's a nice little area down there. Um, Jake, you remember a Furnace Creek Resort where we had uh, yes. dinner down there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would just be great, just to kind of camp out there and well, probably get a room or something, and and from there we can just start up early and and get an early start and be at the, you know, be at these locations within, uh, you know. 10, minutes. 15 minutes, so that would be great. I think any alternative to staying in the typical little resort town, or not even resort town, but there's a town called Beatty that looks like a, <laughs> it's populated by people who belong in Breaking Bad. And, oh, my uh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, it's so to, to not stay in that town, but to stay in actually in the park would be a really cool. And what you said, Tom, about those rocks is not even big rocks and boulders, but even like gravel patterns. Do you remember when we were on the walk into the road to Jabba's Palace? Yeah, saw, like this circuit. I mean, Twenty, this was... uh, thirty mule team uh, road there was uh, was amazing because, you know, you see the screenshots and there's just this weird kind of pattern and rocks in one little specific place, and when you're standing there and you're lining up the shot, you see 
oh my gosh, there are those rocks and they're, you know, five feet in front of you. And it's exactly the same as if it was in 1982. I mean, the amazing thing is, once again, rocks don't change, but none of these formations seem to have changed much at all. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 so fun and it's such a, a rewarding experience and to go to go there with a bunch of guys who are just as eager to find these locations and stuff Mm -hmm. as you are it's just it's just cool so the next time we go i hope you and 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 chris and and mike heck everybody just get down there and it's just going to be amazing yeah and uh another thing about the panel that i that i liked that i wasn't really expecting to that i really didn't think about too much were the uh, prequel locations um, I've always considered yeah. most of that stuff I always figured was, you know, done on a computer inside somebody's office, right? But uh, to actually see that there actually were a number of locations, especially from episode one and some from episode two, that uh, Gus Lopez was able to track down, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's funny. I was uh, actually, last time I was in I was in Germany, We Heather and I took a, a bus tour down to Lugano, Italy, and Lugano is just right on, I think it's on Lake Como, so... We were on that lake, and we probably passed right by that villa and didn't even realize it. So, yeah, these are definitely real uh, real locations. So yeah. I probably would have chucked if I would have <laughs> saw that. But <laughs> did, you did you collect uh, – did you, did you bring home any rocks or uh, or anything? I, or? I did the first time I was there, but I think there's someone on this – panel or actual panel i think there's someone on this podcast who uh, has samples uh, of every location that we went to that's right i i brought little baby food jars and i and i grabbed uh, the dune sea r2's canyon yeah i got there and it's amazing i brought home about five different soil samples if you will and right. it's crazy how different they all look i mean we're all in the same valley but you go to different parts of that valley you are getting completely different you know rock types and colors and grains and grays it was is kind of cool now would you uh, when you have those home would you do anything with them apart from leaving them in the jar or would you would you use them in a display or well, well what st- tread lightly here jake let's uh let's keep it family friendly thanks <laughs> <laughs> i rolled around naked in them <laughs> um no no yeah i i want to uh get labels for each of them because they're kind of cool in the jar as they are obviously and uh right now they're sitting next to my electronic r2 uh but yeah i want to work them officially into a display but like tom has seen i don't have anything on display yet because i'm always trying to figure out what to do i don't know what direction to take i got a lot of stuff and it's a it's gonna be a big long pro i should have i should have you guys all over the house and we just have a brainstorm session you guys should help me figure out what should go up and what shouldn't? Because I have a lot of vintage, I have a lot of modern, I have lots of lines that aren't Star Wars, so I might need a different opinion because I can't display it all, and I got a huge basement that needs displaying. Chris, I think uh, um, as far as going back to the panel and stuff, I wanted to let you know that I think uh, Gus and I are trying to uh, get a, uh, a panel approved for uh, <laughs> Jedi Con in Düsseldorf in October. Oh, nice. I think what we're doing is we're tr- we're gonna try to do a North American uh, locations panel, so that should be fun. Very cool. Yeah, it's very fun. Panel was awesome. 
you know, your guys' panel was awesome, too. So it's good to uh, see a little bit more Star Wars at Emerald City. Well, it's been a long, was, long time coming. Uh, yeah, and that was the original idea, I think, that Ryan had. Because, you know, we always complain that Emerald City Comic Con, there's just no Star Wars, you know. The vendors don't really have that much toys to sell, you know. Celebrity celebrity guests are just... You know, maybe if we get one or two celebrity guests, that's a lot, you know. And there's just not a whole lot of Star Wars. And usually, you know, you get the 501st, of course, marching up and down, and you can take your pictures with those guys. But um, I think that was Ryan's uh, idea. Jay, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but but he, he kind of came up with the idea and said, well, you know, if, if those guys don't do anything, then, uh, you know, we have to step up and we got to bring bring Star Wars to the convention now, you know. Yeah, I think Ryan and I had a conversation at one of our stars meeting, and uh, about you know because Emerald City Comic Con's been pretty Star Trek heavy. And there's, I'm not one of those guys that hates Star Trek. I actually love Star Trek, so I don't have a problem with that. But I don't like the fact that there's not very much Star Wars represented, like in anywhere. There's no panels. There's not a lot of product. There's not guests or voice talents, and so yeah. So I think. I was the one that asked Ryan if he'd be interested in doing his presentation um, about action figures, and then that kind of grew and expanded into you and Gus, and and then you know then we started looking at other panels, and yeah, I think to have a larger you know because Seattle has such an amazing Star Wars community, you know it's a shame that we don't have more organized events when we have like a lot of the community showing up for things like uh, Emerald City Comic Con, so. I was really excited about that. So hopefully this is, uh, you know, something that's going to start small and grow bigger. Yeah, I want to see more and more Star Wars stuff at Emerald City Comic Con. Well, you know, it's also going to be easier, though, because going forward, we're going to have tons of Star Wars. Is we're going right. to, you know, right now, this is definitely the, the, the calm before the storm. Because, you know, we're going to be getting new animated series. We're going to be getting specials on TV. We're going to be getting, of course, movie after movie after movie. And, you know, and that all includes new product lines and McDonald's promotions and, you know, all sorts of stuff. So it's going to be, I think it's going to get much easier to, you know, get that type of, you know, because that's going to be what's popular. Because, you know, if you think about it, there hasn't been a Star Wars movie in 10 years. You know, not counting the Clone Wars cartoon, but um, yeah, there hasn't been an official Star Wars movie, and so you know that's kind of out of sight, out of mind for a lot of people who aren't watching the Clone Wars. Because if you haven't been watching the Clone Wars, what Star Wars has there been in you know the mass the mass public? So right, I think uh, yeah, we're gonna jumpstart a whole new. Of course, that's what we want, and that's what Disney wants—a whole new generation of fans here who are gonna grow up on the sequels and Rebels, and so hopefully making that more popular will be easier to do here in the area. And uh, speaking of Clone Wars, I wanted to ask you guys about the uh, Clone Wars Season 6, The Lost Missions, which uh, has appeared on Netflix uh, since we recorded last. And I just wanted to see if anybody had had a chance to watch them yet. I've seen about half the episodes so far, and I'm I'm enjoying them. Uh, Jake, have you had a chance to watch them yet? Absolutely. I powered through Friday night when they came on. I got home from uh, teaching, and uh-huh. I, I told my wife we made it far in advance. She took the kids out on a mommy-children date, and I sat down, and I watched all of them back-to-back and took little let's, notes. Let's get out of here, kids. Dad's going to get crazy. Let's get out of here. Get That's in the right. car. Get in the car, kids. Don't look back. What's uh, What was your overall uh, – overall, what did you think? 
Were you um, were you, were you uh, satisfied with uh, what what came out or? or no? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, no, I yeah. thought I. You know, I I thought um, the clone arc, the Order sixty six, was my favorite because mm-hmm. that was that was tense for me because pretty much the main stars of that, you know, you didn't know who was going to live or die, and I won't spoil anything, um, but you know, because everyone doesn't show up later, you don't know who's going to make it. So that was a real. That was a real nail-biter for me. And I liked the Clovis arc a lot more than I thought I would since it was cut from what, season... It was cut from season five. four or five? Five, yeah. It was cut from five and then yeah. reserved for six or whatever. But yeah, so I was... I was In my mind, I had lower expectations because if they cut it, it had to be something wrong with it. But I really enjoyed it. And then the um, the Perfect Strangers, uh, the, you know, the... the <laughs> Mace the Windu and Jar Jar. Jar. Mace, you know, it was okay. It was okay. It, I, it didn't. I thought they worked well together. Overall, it was kind of a weird set of. Jar Jar's much easier to swallow um, as a cartoon, I think. Well, you know, and they also didn't make him bumbling in this set. I mean, yes. he, they he didn't the really. They didn't. No, they didn't. He didn't. He actually is he, a lot. Mikey's a lot easier to swallow when he's uh, kind of uh, well done with a little. Uh, <laughs> barbecue sauce but that's just me no he helped out he even defended mace with a blaster and you know, he he didn't have any screw-ups here and i think uh i think uh his comedy works better when it's verbal and not physical for me at least so yeah. i thought i thought that i thought the jar jar uh thing wasn't that bad and i know everyone loves it but i wasn't a big fan of the yoda stuff i maybe have to watch it again but it was too much showing yoda y- yoda got to see what was going to happen and then he just I feel like that was too much. I don't know. I, 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 for me personally, it didn't sit well that he, you know, was more or less revealed everything that was going to happen, who the bad guys were, and then just woke up from his dream and then went back on and episode three happened. So it, wasn't that kind of like the Mortis arc from a couple of years ago where like Anakin pretty much saw everything that was going to happen and then he woke up? What, what did he see? I, I remember. I, oh, I don't he saw. He, he saw a vision of himself becoming Vader, but the the father um, took the memory, you know, took the memory away from him. Yeah. He showed him, and then he went, "Well, no, you can't live with that," and took it back. Yeah. See, and that's what so. I thought. I didn't think there was like any. I mean, I didn't feel like it had that same type of closure here, where Yoda woke up and went, "Oh, that was weird. I don't know what happened." Here, I felt like, I mean, he got everything. So, uh, Mike, uh, you said that you had a chance to watch these episodes. What What was your thoughts on them? Um, you know, I liked them. I liked them. It's funny because I've, I've enjoyed the Clone Wars all the way through, but you had to kind of accept the fact, I think by like halfway through the second season, that you were going to get these sort of arcs that weren't as intense. Like it kind of went up and down week to week. Uh, it was cool watching an arc straight through instead of having to wait every week for it. Um, I, I, I agree with Jake. The clone arc was uh, was awesome. Yeah, you had to know uh, the Jedi aren't going to find out, you know, that Palpatine planted that chip in the clones. You you know they can't find out, but you're still going, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? So yeah, I thought that I thought that really really worked well. Um, and the Yoda stuff, I don't know, it's it's like it's it's like they have um, um, they're bad at judging what episode should be or what arc should be one or two episodes and which one should be, you know, multiple episodes. They probably could have done the Yoda thing in, in, in a lot less time, I thought. But uh, it was cool. It was cool seeing that uh, Mark Hamill had a voice in it. The wait, last wait, who was who was who was Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill was Darth Bane. Darth Bane. There you go. Um, huh. 
Tom, I was kind of watch cool. that arc. Uh, I watched all of them. I get, I just, I don't remember anymore. So, Did it all blur together for you? Nike, Nyquil's a hell of a drug, I'll tell you. <laughs> I thought Yoda's little last couple of lines at the very end were it was cool. It was a nice way to end the series. You know, we basically said, uh, you know, no one ever wins a war, and we might find victory that the path can't see, or I'm sorry, that the Sith can't see. So. You know, you're kind of kind of wrapping up the show, and he's kind of going. You know, at some point we're going to fix this. You know, i.e. Luke. So it, it ended pretty good, I thought. Did you guys like that he went to Dagobah? Sure, I didn't mind it. He had to have been there at some point, I thought. So, uh, Chris, yeah. uh, you, you and I, you talked to me a little bit about this when we were at Emerald City Comic Con. From what I remember, you really did not like these episodes. Is that right? Yeah, I hated them. Oh. <laughs> I, thought, I thought they were the biggest, not the biggest crap, but, you know, from a storytelling point of view, I thought they were just, they didn't tie in well with the movies for me at all. No. N- none of them. I mean, maybe the Clovis arc was okay. Because the Clovis arc actually focused a little on uh, mm-hmm. Anakin's and Padme's relationship. And it kind of showed the struggles they had, you know, with the whole keeping it secret kind of thing and how jealous Anakin was and all that stuff. So that kind of made sense to me. Um, but the uh, Order 66 arc I thought was really bad, and I thought the Yoda arc was just a big joke, really. I <laughs> didn't fit into my Star Wars at all, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the the, the Order 66 arc, and guys, correct me if I misunderstood that stuff, but basically what happened... See, the, the genius about the prequels, right? And I, I'm not the biggest prequel lover, but I don't hate the prequels, right? Chris, please don't say genius and prequels at, in the same... <laughs> please. What was really well done about the prequels was how, how Palpatine pulled the strings behind the curtain, right? And how he set up the clone army and all that stuff, you know? And it was kind of a mystery. Now we know how it all happened, but it just didn't happen as well as I had thought it out in my own head, you know? Because apparently, um, if if you watch the first, uh, if you watch those four episodes, you basically learn that uh, Palpatine told Count Dooku his whole plan that he wanted to have a clone army. Um, we learn that the cloners on Kamino they knew that, that they were working for the Sith, at least the the guys in charge were. Um, we learn we learn that the Jedi. They, the Jedi knew that the clones were dysfunctional and could potentially kill Jedi. And we also learned that the Jedi knew who ordered the clone army because they find out who Darth Tyrannus is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how does that make any sense? Like, the Jedi look like a bunch of total idiots, you know? And you don't think that's, like, don't you think that is the goes in the theme that the dark side clouds all? That they just, I mean, that's why they fell. I mean, they were actually chumps for those last you know for the prequel they actually you know they 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 weren't good at doing what they were supposed to do and keeping peace and you know predicting the future everything was clouded and they made bad choices and they became egotistical they came more or less corrupt i mean in a sense if you look at it from that way anakin did the right thing i mean he you know he did it in a very destructive evil way but he took out the guys that were doing no good and you know, later on, we know that the empire will do worse. But I don't know. I, I can I can see why it makes sense from that point of view. Yeah, I, not for me at all. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, um, I think the impression was that they're 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 blindsided, you know, big time. Right, um, but you know, it's just so obvious in in their face. I mean, you know, they know Count Dooku ordered the clone army. They know the clones are dysfunctional. Hello, you know. 
I mean, of course, you can explain everything away somehow, but it just doesn't make sense. Because, I mean, I mean they, what they could have done, they could have had um, Master Saifidius, um they could have had him be from Naboo, right? And Palpatine at the time was a senator. And, you know, maybe those guys grew up together and were friends or something, and, and Saifidius goes to Palpatine and says, hey, you know, I'm having these visions, you know, there's war coming, I think the Republic really needs a clone army or, you know, something like that, an army. You know, why don't they have Palpatine say, hey, you know what, I'm a politician, I'm well-connected, I can raise some funds. Why don't you go to Camino and, and, and just place an order for some clones or something? You know, and he comes back and Sidious then kills him. And then he goes to Count Dooku and says, hey, um, I need you to find me uh, one of the best bounty hunters in the, in the galaxy. And then you send him to Camino. He doesn't have to tell Count Dooku what his plan is or anything. You know, I mean, those kind of things would have worked much better for me because... Now the way the story plays out, it takes away from the genius that, that Palpatine was established as in the prequels, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what my problem is. Because to me now, what it is, it's a dumbed down story of what happened in the prequels, you know. That, wow, that's big, all, that, big that's surprise. I, that's how I look at it, you know. I'm with you. I'm with you, Chris. Hey, now, if this was, what, four years ago, we could be expecting uh, action figures of most of these uh, characters shown, right? <laughs> I want I want so many figures from these last few years of Clone Wars, and we'll most likely it'll be ten years before they go back to this to mine any of these. Yeah, once the nostalgia of the Clone Wars hits, which will be about ten to twenty years from now, they'll probably maybe they'll start looking at this stuff. Who knows? Yeah, we'll still get figures at that point. Um. I don't know. You'll probably print them out at home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tom will still be running I Grew Old Star Wars or something. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> but, guys, what about the Yoda arc is, is that you guys liked? Because, I mean, I just really like dislike the Yoda arc as well. But, I mean... I haven't seen that one, so I, I, that's one of the... I didn't watch all the episodes yet, so I have no comment on Yoda, the Yoda arc. <laughs> And I guess we can't talk about it then because we don't want to spoil it for you. I, I pre- you know, the previews kind of spoiled it, right? Because you pretty much see uh, Qui Gon talking to Yoda and telling him to go to Dagobah. And but... well, did you see the Jar Jar arc for those two episodes? No, I started watching it and I uh, decided I didn't want to watch it. Uh. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> no, I'm gonna watch all of them. I just haven't had a chance. I've I've moved recently, so a lot of stuff is just been put on hold. But Tom, you didn't you tell me that you're kind of watching the Clone Wars now? I I saw all the new uh, the the last series or the last episode, excuse me. Which so, is, and I haven't I haven't returned since actually I haven't returned since I saw the, uh, the the you know the whatever the hell the lost episodes. What is that? What's called the lost missions? Lost. Yeah, the lost missions. So I saw I watched those over like two or three days, and I liked them, mm-hmm. and I didn't put much thought into them, but I liked them. Um, I I don't know. I don't think it's enough to get me excited. I think I'm gonna, I'm really gonna make a concerted effort to start on the ground floor with Rebels and try to stick with that. So especially especially when um, you know I'm doing the whole Apple TV thing. So I'm, what I'm gonna do is probably uh, just buy the whole season and do a season's pass, and uh, you know check them out whenever whenever they come out. So hopefully hopefully stick stick with that. 
but right. uh, no, I haven't really haven't really gotten back to to see some of the. You know, I, I guess I started with the first season, and I didn't know it was the first season until I I think I asked Ryan, and he said, "Well, you're watching the first season, dude." So. <laughs> So um, there, there's definitely a lot I need to catch up on. So we'll we'll see. I don't know. I'll try to get back there, but if I don't, that's fine too. Uh, yeah. Since Qui Gon can talk to who he wants to, why, did you ever think about why he didn't just start talking to Luke at a young age? Because that, that would be creepy. weird. That would have yeah. been creepy. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> hey, <you> little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's uh, let's kind of move off of Clone Wars. <laughs> Maybe that's best. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move to something else. Um, okay, so next on the list for tonight's show, we've got um, Rebel Rendezvous at Star Tours. Jake, you sent us a link about this, and I was able to look at it. This looks like a bunch of – is this exclusive merchandise for Disney only? Yeah, Dis- so, so of course, uh, Disney does their – down in Orlando, Florida, they always do their uh, Star Wars weekends, and they have mm-hmm. like the whole month of May – essentially, mm-hmm. I think, is um, a Star Wars weekend. And uh, what they're doing this year is they're adding an extra day where people could come in and get early and ex- get early access to those exclusive merchandise that they make for Star Wars mm-hmm. weekends, and then exclusive merchandise for that event. So, oh, you, brother. Yeah, I know. Exclusive exclusives. So, And a lot of it is, uh, of course, we're going to see everything in uh, Star Wars related from this point on, become very uh, original trilogy focused. So I noticed that. In fact, I was like, hmm, looks like they consulted with Tom on this because there's a lot of merchandise on this this link you <laughs> sent. A lot of, you know, and it's all, all original trilogy. Yep. Are they, um, oh, are they, blo- are they, are they blocking, are they trying to erase the memory of the prequels or are they just, um, Getting ready for the next movie. Yes. <laughs> what do you think, guys? Are they? What's your thought when you look at some of this merchandise? It's a, you know. I I think like a ticket to this thing's two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get. We we've we're huge Disney fans in our house, um, so it's it's easy for me to say, all right, I'll spend some money. Um, their as comparison, their uh, Halloween party which only really gets you access to the park where if you don't have a ticket, you don't get in. Uh, that was, I want to say, between 60 and $80. So if you think because you've got mom and dad paying the $250 a pop to go to this, then they're focusing on uh, on the OT because, it, to me, it's it's adult fans rather than, than kids. That's a good point. That's a good point. That price that price definitely cuts out a, you know kids so, saving their allowances. This, this I, was, I was there in January. I spent a ton on, <laughs> on Star Wars stuff. <laughs> this merchandise looks like there's a Yavin medal that they're gonna have, mm-hmm. uh, and, a, and a, a poster that looks like Macquarie uh, Stormtrooper art, artwork, um, a pin collection which uh, looks like original trilogy from just from the box, a, a tractors as sand trooper set which are basically two farm tractors that are kind of in the cars style that look like yeah. a look at like a uh, tractors that look like sand troopers I guess. Yeah, they're part of the cro- the cars crossover. Series. Yeah. Okay. And then a Mickey and Donald. Mickey is uh, action figures. Looks like Mickey is Luke X-wing and Donald is Empire Strikes Back Han Solo. And then a bigger set of figures, which comes with Donald Duck as Han Solo from A New Hope. Uh, actually, it's all A New Hope. It's 
Donald is Han, Minnie is Leia, Mickey is Luke, uh, Pluto as R2-D2 and Goofy as C-3PO, and then some little Vinylmation Empire Strikes Back bear figures, or, or not bears, they're mouse figures, right? Mouse, mice painted like Star Wars figures. Yeah, Vinylmation. Vinylmation, Vinylmation. Yeah. and... And then some other little mashup things with Donald as Han and Carbonite, the Emperor Stitch, uh, Pluto as an Adat, Chippendale as Ewoks, Ewoks, and then a Star Wars Rebels bag. Yeah, I think the bag is what is exclusive to the event. I think okay. you get what they call a recruitment pack, and it comes with the messenger bag, a hat, a tumbler, a coffee cup, you know, a lanyard, pins, and stuff like that. So that would be. The exclusive to this day, this early, you know, release. Yeah. But yeah. I don't really go, I don't really collect much of the mashup stuff, but it does look kind of fun. Chris, uh, any of this stuff interest you? Oh, yeah, I, I'm collecting the uh, the mashup figures. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but the, just ca- the Disney? Uh, just the Disney ones, yeah. I don't do the Muppets or anything. Um, so I'm just doing the, the Disney ones, which are from the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but you know the Escape from the Death Star multi-pack looks like they're all re- reissues. Um, but I'm not sure if they've done a Bespin Han Solo before. So here there's a Donald Duck and uh, X-wing Luke Mickey in mm-hmm. in on one single card. So that looks like uh, I'm not sure if they've done Donald before as a as Han Bespin. But that looks interesting. But it's interesting to see that there are no regular action figures this year, or at least they haven't been announced yet. No, that, that, that's upsetting to me. I I don't think we're going to see him. I mean, we're only a what, a month out. By regular, you mean like like three film? and three quarter, three and three quarter inch like film film figures? Yeah, this is this is one of the first uh, years in how many, Chris, where we haven't had a uh, Star Tours three and three quarter action figure. Right. Like that's every cool. every year during uh, Star Wars weekends, they've had you know multiple like usually two to three different sets come out and. This year, no word on uh, anything so far, and with a month out, I doubt we're getting it. Yeah, I picked up the two um, the two Star Tour sets. They had them uh, as if you got two of them, you got a better price on them. That was, yeah, there was nothing new when I was there in January. Yeah, and I wonder if they're I wonder if they're uh, with Build a Droid. Uh, maybe that's their focus. Uh, yeah, well, then when that's. So. <laughs> The question is, then, when will they bring out more Builder Droids? Because those are, what, how many years have those been out now? Those have been out since uh, Celebration, Celebration 6? Six? Six, yeah. yeah, so we're two. what was that, 2000 and, was that 12? Celebration 6 or 11? Oh, 12, geez, 12. 12. Okay, so that's two-year-old series that they have out there. So, I mean, I know it still makes money, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I'd like to see either some more droid sets come out or uh, some new Star Tour sets. But then again, I'm pretty sure, I haven't seen the revision. Mike, you probably have seen it, um, of the Star Tours. Are there more characters that could be made that show up in the new Star Tours? Because I know for the old one, we've got most of the droids. Yeah, like not that they didn't release in those two uh, those two packs. You know, you had the the Vader with the troopers and mm-hmm. the security droid, and then the Star Tours, right? Three PO and the luggage and all that. But no, not uh, no. Like you see, no, no. I can't think of any that that would apply to it. Um, I'm kind of surprised with with Rebels is coming out in the summer that we didn't see the actual Rebels characters maybe coming out for this. 
Right. That's a good yeah. point. I don't know. They're, they're, they're definitely keeping a lot close to the vest on both Rebels and Episode 7. So, you know, we're not used to being starved, I don't think, as much as we normally are right now. If these figures are coming out and they're going to have a toy line, you know, we've seen five or six toys. But for just being a couple months away, you think we'd start to see others because it takes a year to process these toys. Be interesting to see when we actually get them. San Diego Comic Con, I think, right? Probably. That's the next time we'll get any news, San Diego Comic Con? Pretty sure, because what uh, the main shows that Hasbro uh, visits is, of course, Toy Fair. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, we have, yeah, San Diego Comic Con in July. Um, and then we have New York Comic Con in October. So those are the major ones that they go. They don't, you know, yeah. Emerald City is now the third largest um, in the country, but, you know, Hasbro doesn't have an appearance there. So they should It'd be yeah. fun. That'd be fun. They and Marvel are. Can you the imagine if they show up? Can you imagine if they came to Seattle and did some reveals? That would be oh. really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Die. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Them and, uh, you know, Marvel's the only main comic book publisher that doesn't show up at Emerald City. Never have yet. Mm. we've gotten every other one which That's, is unfortunate because we know that they got the star wars license going yeah. forward it was nice so, to see dark horse at emerald city because yeah. i picked up a few uh, issues i had been missing did you see the rebels uh the han solo series that's going to be coming out before yes, the end of the year? i did i did yeah yeah so that's that cool. and then of course we're still expecting the clone wars wrap-up of darth maul's storyline yeah when is that when does that start the darth maul comic series uh, I have it here on my site on upcoming events and it looks like may 21st okay. darth maul son of dathomir looking forward to that tom are you with us i'm with you all right <laughs> <laughs> tom you don't collect any of the mashup stuff do you no <laughs> <laughs> just thought i'd ask no don't no wait, don't wait if you'll excluded tom uh, had to collect a crossover line which one? Let, would it be? Which crossovers are stupid. What if there was a crossover between like uh, I don't know? I chip, can't you, see. You can't even think of chips. Chips and Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they try that with those uh, with those crazy uh, whatever the heck those things were called? What were those? Um, Biker Scouts. Yeah. No, they they had oh, the the choppers. Other. Yeah. Yeah. That was an awful idea. Jason, so. I was going through some boxes and I. Uh, I have no recollection of it, but I actually have those. I have no idea. I found Boba Fett downstairs just the other day. I like those. I I I I want to get those at some point. What are what are the major crossovers? Of course, we have Muppets. We have uh, now, of course, we have cars. Apparently, according to cars, yeah, yeah, Disney characters, Transformers. Transformers. Oh yeah, boy. boy. Do we consider Lego a crossover? I don't know. That's hmm. a good question. You're not really, ma- well, you're not really mashing them. You're just kind of re-representing them. Okay. I guess. Okay. So those are the five major ones, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And has there ever been like a? Isn't there like a, a Spider-Man, Star Wars, mashup on one of the covers from like '78 or '79? Didn't they do something like that? You know, I'm such a I'm such a jerk. Uh, anything that's a kid mashup that I, when I was a kid is yeah. completely ac- acceptable. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's I'm I, it's I'm really biased. I sh- I shouldn't be, but you know, it's okay. You have a right to be. It's a free country. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You don't have to like anything, Tom. It's your right. And I don't. I don't like anything. 
All right. I'm, I'm creating my own Star Wars here. It's just, All right. Yeah. I've got Ryan on the line. Special assignment for us in Disneyland in California. Ryan, tell us about your trip. Well, um, I had a lot of fun. Of course, always going to Disneyland is is generally fun for just about anybody, I would think. Um, As far as Star Wars stuff goes and collecting stuff, um, I definitely picked up a bit. Uh, First uh, of all, I was able to finish off my Build-A-Droid sets. I had uh, four more droids left to get, basically four domes, pretty much. I have four domes and two bodies, and I was able to finish that off, and, and I now have all 25 uh, Disney Build-A-Droids. So that's that's official? There are 25 different droids? There's 25 total domes, um, and then there's fewer than that, like bodies and legs and mm-hmm. hats and such, but uh, it's the domes that, that really kind of make it 25 droids. Obviously, that's you insane. can mix and match to make as many, you know, far more combinations of that as you mm-hmm. want, but uh, most people look, if you want to get all all of the parts there, you have to get 25 droids, basically. As far as quality, how did the Disney uh, Build-A-Droids compare to the Hasbro Build-A-Droids? They're pretty much the same. I mean, Hasbro just sold the mold to Disney to, to use there, so it's it's pretty much the exact same thing as what we saw from Hasbro before. Um, there are some new uh, molded heads that we had not seen uh, in the Hasbro line before, and of course they have the holes in the head for the, the different hats, the, the Mickey hats, the Indiana Jones hats. Pirates, Goofy, and Yoda hats. Does the quality of the plastic feel the same? Yeah, it feels exactly the same. Yeah, okay. I would think uh, if you were to put them side by side with some of the the other Hasbro build droids, most people probably wouldn't tell the difference unless they knew exactly what it was. In fact, I think there's a few of them that you can build that are exactly the same as some of them that Hasbro's done. Mm, okay. So what other Star Wars presence was there? Um. Well, I mean, there's there's always lots of different things. Um, Is there? The the first time or last year when I went down there the the cars Star Wars characters were supposed to be coming out and I didn't see them yet but this time they definitely had them I picked up like the the Mater as Darth Vader and uh, Luigi and I can't remember the name of the other guys C three PO and R two D two they're pretty cool um they're they're a little expensive like ten bucks for the cars but um. Like, they're pretty well detailed. The the Vader has quite a bit into it, and, like, the C-3PO and R2-D2, the 3PO is actually, you know, chrome-plated, um, which we haven't seen from Hasbro in a while, so that was kind of cool to see. Um, like, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, really new stuff. Uh, I picked up, like, the, uh, you know, the Mickey ears that they've done. They had a Darth Vader helmet with Mickey ears, and beyond that, like, I didn't really see any new pins this time. Uh and hmm, let's see what else did I get? <laughs> um, oh, there's those Star Tours bags of uh, like three little minifigures that you can buy that are uh, blind packed, and I bought a, f- a few of those. Picked up some some different figures there, and then get you get Star Tours figures, Disney characters, or Star Wars characters, and just uh, flat out Star Wars characters. Yeah, it, it like I said, there really wasn't a whole lot of new stuff. Oh, there there was one cool new thing I, I found. Um, that I had not seen before. There's a, a store tour as you go to exit Disneyland that it looks like it's a lot of like fine art, like generally what you would think of as expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was on my way out on my last day. I was like, oh, I'll just go in and check it out. Maybe there's some cool art piece I can at least look at or something. 
And I wandered around. I wasn't really seeing any Star Wars. And then one of their display cases, I see this wooden Darth Vader head. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I see the price. It's $36. So I was like, well, that's not too bad. And so I asked him about it. And it was a, a paperclip holder. It's actually magnetic on the inside, on both the inside of the head as well as the helmet. Um, it is made, uh, handmade out of wood. And, uh, I mean, it looks pretty cool. I've posted some pictures on the Facebook page already. But that was kind of a surprise to see. I've never seen that before. And usually Disney stuff, going in, you, you have a pretty good idea of the type of stuff you're going to see. So uh, it, was, it was kind of cool to find that. Oh, and also, actually, there's um, a store in downtown Disney that does a lot of, I can't remember what it's called. They, they, if you look at it from the outside, they have a lot of the, the pop vinyl type, or not pop vinyl stuff, but the, uh, the vinylmation. And while there's no really new Star Wars vinylmation, they have some Indiana Jones stuff there. But I went in there, and they had all sorts of Star Wars stuff on the inside, including art pieces, uh, like uh, limited edition prints or, you know, canvas prints of um, art pieces that we've seen around. I've got some pictures I haven't posted on the Facebook page yet, but uh, it was kind of surprising to see that. And then on top of the whole display, like they had a vintage 12-inch R2-D2 and C-3PO up there. And a couple other kind of surprising things. They weren't for sale, but they were just on display. Mm-hmm. To actually see some vintage stuff there in the Disney park was kind of cool, too. Cool. All right, cool. Thanks, Ryan. Yep, talk to you right. later. Yep, bye. Bye. Have a comment or question about the show? Email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Galaxy of Toys. And find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. Remember, you can listen to older episodes from our Podbean page at galaxyoftoys.podbean.com or search for us on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio. There's not a lot going on right now. It's pretty dead time as far as news, news goes. When do you guys think we're going to see some Episode 7 toys? Do you guys think we're going to see it, like, uh, in the summer? Or do you guys really think they're going to, or, like, even at Toy Fair? Or do you guys think that they're going to wait um, until, like, San Diego Comic-Con next year and uh, bring the cast no. out and show the toys and just make it all about Episode 7 there? No way. We, we, we'll we see them at Toy Fair. You think so? I Absolutely. don't know. Well, they have to sell them to the vendors who are going to carry them later in the year. Right. They can't. They can't, they can't, you know... No one's going to buy Star Wars Episode Seven toys if they don't see what they're buying. I mean, think, granted, they will sell, but... Do you think the vendors are going to be all in like they were with Episode One? Well, you know, they go all, all in on all these other lines. I mean, look at how much crap from Superman is still filling mm-hmm. the shelves. And, mm-hmm. you know, and Batman. And I feel like for most lines, they do. So, Do you think once Episode Seven, once that product starts to hit, that Rebels will pretty much be gone as far as marketing and toys and stuff i don't think so no no because it's a recurring show Mm -hmm. right i mean once episode seven comes out i mean it's going to be huge it's going to be huge for weeks and uh but then you know you got your dvd release several months later and then what yeah you know and then you still have rebels on tv so i think rebels is going to get drenched by episode seven product sure but um i think in the long term we'll, we'll see rebels uh, be out there I, I don't think it's going to go away after a year i think there's going to be um yeah you're probably right as far as the toys hitting retail not just getting shown when do you think they'll hit retail i'm guessing september of 2015 jake what do you think no earlier earlier uh, uh, hmm. people will be bored with it by the time the movie comes out 
Well, when do well, they do the reset usually? Isn't that in August? When yeah, they mm-hmm. reset? that's what I was thinking. Like when they do, when, when Target and those guys do the fall reset is when they're going to drop. I mean, but unless, you know, unless they do the Midnight Madness, which would be awesome. That would be a fun event to do. Um, you know, I don't know. We're in kind of undiscovered territory here because we've never had a December release of a movie. But right. you know that they they have to get their merch out to sell for Christmas and the holiday season, right? So you got to yeah. have it out plenty in advance for November even because it's got to go in all the November ads for Thanksgiving push. Yeah, they have to have so, it out by November. I mean, September, October might be your midnight madness because what you, you also have to talk about, you have to get the product out there, get people excited about it and wanting it to then be ready to go and get crazy deals on it for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is a really you know, interesting time. Yeah. When, so, the, when the merchandise hits, does it all hit like, you know, toys come out, clothing comes out? Like, if, does it all hit at the same time? Because you would think for episode seven, back to school, you know, lunch, right. boxes, lunch right. boxes, right. again, clothing for the, you know, new clothes for the new year. Again, right there. That's, that is a difficult time because we're normally doing, when were the midnight releases, uh, Chris? You just were looking at them at, you, you yeah. April, but, May. Yeah. April, May. So that was like a the, month or the two. The Clone off. Wars Midnight Midnight Madness was in July because, for the Clone Wars. Yeah, that's time to when the show's coming out, though, right? No, mm-hmm. no, it, the movie no. didn't come out till October. No, the movie came out in August. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, okay. I thought it was October. No, what what came out in October? All right, you're probably right. So a month. So yeah. it sounds like a month or so before. Yeah. In that case, you know, if we stayed with that trend, it would be November, and I just think that there's no way. Yeah. What what kids though are gonna want to go back to school in clothes from a movie they've never seen? Oh, a lot of them. Really? Yeah. Because the kids are not buying the clothes. <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> and it's the parents. And, and you as a parent, you see Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. Hey, you're gonna buy that for your kid. Luke Skywalker is a seven a sixty year old man. No, it'll all be about the villain again. We're going to get a Darth Maul. I'm so glad you guys are buying my (laughs) underpants. I mean, let's... Okay, so you're in second grade, right? That was my old old man Han Solo impersonation. You're you're in second grade. You're going to go back to school with a picture of a (laughs) 60-year-old guy on it that your dad is making. See, Mike, how they ignore me completely. (laughs) Your dad's making you wear it, right? You're going to wear that. Jason, you know better. It's going to be the three young leads and the villain, which will be on all the that's, the, the new material. That's not what I would be making my kids wear if I had kids. Well, <laughs> I'd be making them wear Lou, Khan, and Leia, fifties, sixties, and seventies. Because think about it. You, you you don't you know Obi Wan wasn't the lead character of advertising. You know he wasn't in the front and center of the poster back in right. seventy seven. Right. So Luke was. 1718. Anakin was nine. You know, you're going to have the three young leads that they said, whoever they're going to be, and whoever's kids they are, they will be the focus with a new villain behind them. And then you're going to put old Han Solo down in the corner. All you stole is the logo and whatever new ship's coming out, too, though, right? And it's going to go cool. Star Wars. You know, all they have to do is oh. they re-release the Millennium Falcon, you know, Mm -hmm. battle damaged or something (laughs) heavily weathered. There you go. The seat with the wooden beads and something hanging <laughs> off the view mirror and boxy <laughs> yeah. next to the back. Han, I think Chewbacca just spit up a hairball. <laughs> I can wait to see Tom and, and see how excited he's going to be whenever. I, I I want to too. 
Chris, we I all really got do. we all got to go see this together, right? Oh my okay. gosh, yes. Oh yes. I want I want to make a documentary, the rise and fall of Tom's excitement. <laughs> <laughs> In 24 hours, how could one man be so emotional roller coaster? Um, Mike, I'm going in with no expectations, and if it's good, then I'm good. If 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 it's bad, then I will. You will not hear me hear the end of it. Tom, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad based on your pure love for it's gonna, the OT. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna okay. be horrible. <laughs> it's gonna be good. You count on it. I think it's gonna be good too. I think it's yeah. gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. It's only, what is it now, a year, a little less than two years away. Jeez. Seems like an eternity <laughs> to me. I kind of get the feeling that I'm going to spoil the movie for myself by just looking at the toys too much. Mm-hmm. I really do think so. Especially, you know, if if what Jake and, and Mike just said, that, you know, stuff's going to be out in time for, for the new school year. So we're talking about August. And then you have all the way until December, until you actually see the movie. You're gonna open the open the uh, Princess Leia action figure, and her head's gonna fall off. And you're like, oh. <laughs> so you know what's gonna happen to her in the movie, right? I mean, yeah. that's what happened with Episode Two, right? right. The sand Absolutely. the sand person's head came off, and Anakin's arm got Jango's head came off. Jango's head came off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, they need to watch that a little closer this time. Hopefully. You know, I was just trying to find that clip. Do you guys, do you remember watching when Hayden Christensen was on, uh, was it Letterman or Leno, where they open the figure on the show and Anakin's arm falls off? No. And the whole crowd <laughs> Hayden's like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if you're supposed to open that, you know? And he was like trying to like him and ha over it. It's all broken. Yeah, no, I remember I recorded on VCR and I've been scouring YouTube nonstop to try to find that. Because, you know, I've been collecting any time an action figure appears in a TV show or a movie, I add it to my little ongoing, you know, list of, you know, I call it lights, camera, and action Are you going to add the uh, ad-at, the, uh, the ad-at from Mystery Science Theater on there? I already did. I already you did? did? Oh, I didn't I, check that I, out the night, Yeah, the night you sent, told oh, me about it. So, oh, that didn't take long. Okay. Yeah. No, for, for you guys that don't know, Jason pointed out. Jason, you can tell him what you found. I don't remember. Why don't you tell him? Oh. Uh, was his name Cannonbot, right? A Cambot. Cambot. It's the one that actually films the whole Mystery Science Theater 3000, right? Mm-hmm. That they, some background scenes showed that one of the versions of him was made from a, uh, a, what it had to been vintage AT-AT, right? Yeah. Because it, it came yeah. out before 95. Exactly. So they yeah. actually, like, if you turn Cambot upside down, you can see kind of the body of the AT-AT. They just painted him red or something, right? Yeah, and then took off the head and something, so... It's mm-hmm. kind of cool. So I count it. It's yeah. And the, did any of you guys watch Saturday Night Live last weekend? Probably no. two weekends ago no, from the time it's post. I heard about it though. Yeah, they did a whole little mini skit about putting Darth Vader's uh, action figures up butts. Yeah, really, really odd stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I put right. a link to it on the site so you can check it out. Well, I think that's gonna wrap up tonight's show. We're going to leave with that? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. I can find the audio. I'll put it up on the podcast. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. So I'd like to thank my co-hosts tonight. Tom from IGrewUpStarWars.com. Thanks, everybody. Mike, I hope it was everything you'd hoped. Oh, man. <laughs> Fun stuff. 
Crisby from JediBusiness.com. Hey, thanks for having me on. And I'd also like to thank Jake from ForlomKiss.com. From Forlom to Zuckus, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. And I just looked it up. We're at 621 days till episode 7. Wow. It's exciting. Although it does seem like a long time at the same time. <laughs> well, I could have said it was uh, 53 million seconds away, too. but <laughs> And... <laughs> And he's got a blog called Looking Away to the Horizon, Mike McDonald. Thanks, guys. Um, that's a lot of fun. I've, I haven't missed an episode. I listen to you guys at work on the assembly line, and it's uh, it's great to be able to talk back. This, oh, is, cool. this is fun stuff. And again, how do they find you? Uh, just look me up on uh, Twitter, Mike Tarkin. That's easier. All right. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. For Galaxy of Toys, this is Jason. Good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend, then a homeward bound, friend, don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend, the nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend, yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend, time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.